Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 202. Thanks for joining us for the start of our fourth season overall, and our second season of this campaign. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Echoes of Invasion. Set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. This is Staff Infection. The necromancer's staff that Trick and Hepa recovered under South Tower causes some problems back in Esperin Forest. But other than that, the two cousins are happy to be back home with their families, where they can finally learn more about the mysterious Anador. This arc contains spoilers for the Battle for Westnoth campaign, Eastern Invasion. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. When we last left off, you had recovered a new artifact in the cave systems underneath South Tower. Yep. Which Trick is the bearer of. You had parted ways with Ulf and Jedith, who were headed back into town, and you were heading home. You arrived at South Tower by going down to Hissenham, and then to Gumradox Farm, and then over to South Tower, but the more direct route would not have you retrace those steps. It would have you go directly to the forest. How fast do we get back without getting lost? (laughs) We just went straight back and didn't get lost. If you go straight back and you don't get lost, it should take you a few days. It was a couple days from Gumradox Farm to South Tower, so probably going straight back to your forest will take you, I would say, four days under good conditions. We will have you roll, however, a couple things just to see how the trip goes. Right. So... I will need a geography check from Hepa, and I will need a survival check from Trick. The geography check is two purples, because you're not traveling the way you've traveled before, mm-hmm. but you will get a blue die because you have been designing the map, right. and it at least shows you some of the area. The survival check for Trick is also going to be two purples, yep. and that represents finding places to stay and getting food and such. Now for this... Definitely well let Mate out of the bag. Yes, you can have Mate help you, so you can get a blue die from Mate. Yep, because he does not actually have survival. He lives in the city. He also does not want to travel around in a bag when you guys are walking yeah. across the countryside. Yeah. The fields and plains are... That is, This is actually his native habitat. Yes. And we're both encumbered, so that might slow us down. So you are encumbered, possibly, based on the materials you're carrying, but that will only matter for agility or brawn-based okay. things. And probably... You will be tired at the end of each night from carrying extra weight. Yep. I rolled two triumphs. Two triumphs? Yes. So and it was a knowledge skill. I only rolled one triumph. <laughs> so you get to roll, what, like four more blue dice? Yeah. Three more advantages. The net result of your roll is now success with three advantages? Yeah. And two triumphs. And two triumphs. So you can spend triumphs to get home faster if you want. Uh-huh. You can also spend some... From this role. Could I spend to do a really good job on my map? You can. Because I don't know that Hepa's in a hurry to get home. <laughs> <laughs> right, because she's got all these things that she maybe wants to study instead of handing over to her dad. Mm-hmm. And it takes her further from Auric. <laughs> she drags her feet the whole way. <laughs> okay, possibilities are you can certainly augment your map you essentially can fill in like the section between South Tower directly and your forest. Mm-hmm. You can also potentially find springy horsetail mm. um, because those are something that live on the edge of forest and plains. Right. So you could find one of those. That's the strange room. Well, I mean, could I do this, get a springy horsetail with one triumph and then with the other, just do a really good job on the map? In between. Then when I get back, I could even copy that for Daddy's library, and then we would have a good map between South Tower and... Yes. You can have acquired enough survey information here that not only is your map enhanced for this area, but you can also provide a proper, better map for the resources back in the village. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good to know the way between here and South Tower. 
Like maybe we could just you know make a road directly straight through here. Why not? Now if I can just write it really small, I can send one over to Alric. The tiny map. Yeah. All right. That handles your roll. And you didn't spend anything to get home faster, so it's still going to take, we'll say, four days. Trick Manu. Success, triumph, one advantage. Survival. You have no problems finding good places to stay. You can certainly tie little blue ribbons to them as you like. Oh, that's really good. There is, however, the question of what you want to do with your triumph. Now, you could spend it to also find... A springy horse tail. A useful thing. But another option is you could use it to upgrade the next check that you're making. I feel like that might be a good idea. Which might sound a little ominous when I say it that way. It should. I'm like, my map's better. You're like, I'm going to make sure we live through this. I won't even make us get home faster. The Triumph is like, had a really nice cooked camp meal. Feeling real steady. And you have but one advantage here. Uh, I would just take that as uh, mate and trick are working very well together. Oh, yes. You can can use that for some narratively developed good rapport. Yeah. yeah. Especially it was a good campfire meal. I completely ignore whatever Ulrich said about him. He should be hunting him. For <laughs> whatever. He's not a falcon, Ulrich. <laughs> He's literally a scavenger. <laughs> so you continue to give Nate cooked food? I continue to give him cooked food. I'm sure he's augmenting it because he's now flying around. I would say... Probably the way we'll represent this is like mate shares some of his food with you too. <laughs> he brings me like a, a like a field mouse. <laughs> <laughs> He's like picking up the field mouse some, and then he like pushes it over towards you. You know, I appreciate that, and trick manages to like bury it without mate seeing it. <laughs> Berries, you need to teach him about berries. Yeah, like maybe some fruit, man. Mm-hmm. Or like if you could... He's not big enough to catch like a ferret or anything. No. Or like a possum. No, but he could... Um... He could point out a possum. Chipmunk, maybe. You know, squirrel stew is a thing. But you wouldn't eat a field mouse. You don't eat a squirrel. There's nothing on field mouse. <laughs> okay, but these this is survival checks. You guys are working together on some of the scavenging. Yeah. So there's a, a short montage of, like, mates using his beak to, like, push this field mouse towards tricking. It's like, uh, maybe a little, a little bigger. Like, can, can we get up to squirrel? <laughs> Mate goes back out. Yodels and yeah, meat first begs for more food. They're like, all right, fine, fine, fine. Price of a squirrel keeps going up. Wasn't there some point where you were worried he was going to get too fat to fly? Yeah, <laughs> but now he's getting more exercise, so it's fine. Okay. Yes, he does bring back a squirrel, or at least point out a squirrel. Okay. And we'll add that to the stew. So fortified by squirrel stew. All right. Now I would like Trick to make a discipline roll. Yeah, I knew that was coming. I'm going to spend a story point too. You're going to spend a story point and your triumph upgrade. Yes. Are you going to spend one too, then? Hmm. What are you doing rolling against? It will become apparent shortly. I am going to upgrade. So the difficulty of the check is three purples, but I'm upgrading one of them. So you are rolling two purples and a red. Okay. This is a discipline check for trick. Yup. Failure with one advantage. Okay. I still feel good about it. A failure with one advantage. On a discipline check for somebody who is transporting a super creepy staff around with him. Yep. Tell me what I've won, or I don't even notice that I've become thin and gaunt and pale. No, your physical complexion has not changed. I will tell you, however, that really the staff is safest in your care. Oh, well, yes. I mean, really, no one else really... It's like, do I really trust Uncle Thran with this? And you know what? He's going to be busy with all those other things first. This is totally what you were worried about with Hepa yes. and the last half. You know, if he asks about it. You had advantage on the roll, so your personality is not affected in any way, like your moodiness is not affected in any way, but that's what you have to, to play with here. Okay, I will we'll see what I can do with that. And that covers your journey back to your home forest. Okay, so I'm guessing there's no strain then at this point. You reach your forest and, you know, you guys are worn out or whatever, but you get back home and unless you start immediately interacting with contentious people, <laughs> Could be. we can assume that you're starting from fresh strain supplies going forward. We are now going to cover a variety of vignettes that take place over the course of the next approximately two months until such a time as Kachin is due to arrive. 
There's a variety of things that need to occur during this time. There are family members that you may wish to relate information to. There are non-family members you may wish to engage with. There is an issue of a dowsing rod that Trick was going to make. Yep. And also an artifact that Hepa was going to repair. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, there may be things that you two wish to do together in preparation for future outings. I have ideas of things to take place during this time, but I am open to discussion from you. I am fine with bouncing back and forth between you two, but I also wish to allow you to play together. Right. Uh, I think at some point we might be talking to Uncle at the same place, same time. Well, yeah, because you have the staff, and unless you'll let me give it to him, I, I'm going to take you there, because I have a bunch of stuff to give Daddy. Like, Trick will insist on like going home first, even traveling for like a month. You have been away... For two weeks. It was a new moon when you reached Hissenham, and it was a full moon when you were at the Full Moon Festival. So you have been away for at least three weeks. Yeah, but from Hepa's perspective, what she would like to do is give the artifacts over, because that's the sooner we can start playing with them. So right. that's going to be her orders of business. I think Trick will say, like, maybe maybe in the morning I just need to go, I can take go it. home. It's fine. I got it. You have other artifacts in your possession to give to Thrandalil anyway. It's the one thing he asked us to get, though. Do you wish to engage in player versus player social oh, yes. combat here? Or are you okay with Trick saying he'll get in the morning? Sure. I guess it's fine in the morning, but I'm happy to take it. It's fine. I'm pretty beat. Besides, i got to show this, this guy around the house. Okay, she doesn't notice anything, so she's, I mean, she is laden with stuff, so. Are you going to turn over your current possessions to your father tonight, then? I mean, unless we come in too late, then I definitely want to give him the package, because I want to know what's in there, and also the, the ring. Okay. Not to jump immediately in, I mean, we can do whatever, but that will be the first order of business for Hepa, because then she wants to start playing with artifacts. I think if you give your father those things tonight, he will set them aside. You've been gone for three weeks, and right. as interested as he is in his studies, his little girl was off in the big world for three weeks. Right, so. right. And you made a map. So yeah, I mean, catching up with Daddy will be... I don't think she feels compelled to seek out her mother. <laughs> She'll probably find out if she's back. I don't know. She's never really been gone that long, I guess. Probably there were some field trips when you were younger in school and stuff, but yeah. not as full of adventure and romance. <laughs> yeah, or or Camellia. So that, I think, as far as vignettes go, that's her prioritization, and I'm guessing that probably exploring the artifacts will capture her attention before she gets to the rest of her. Okay. Even though she has to fix this ring, which is at the high of the list. But the rest of it, like the alchemy and stuff, that'll probably happen in later stuff. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. So, Trick, you go home to your home. Yep. You introduce Nate. Yeah, give Dad a hug. He is happy to see you back, safe and sound, all in one piece. Mostly. I mean, did I get... I got stabbed by a knife, but other than that... Stabbed by a knife? Well, I guess it was thrown. Does that still count as stabbing? You cut yourself on knives that you yourself were throwing. Well, yeah, but I wasn't stabbing myself. <laughs> Someone okay. else threw a knife. That's true. Slater did stab you. And yes. You were punched by some... Uh, Skeletons as well, weren't you? Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I was also punched by a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> so you cavalierly tell your father? Yes. Yeah, I think that, uh, that is correct. Okay. But you're all right now? Oh, yeah, no, I, I feel pretty good. I got this, this this little... This guy was causing so much trouble where we were staying. I had to get him out of there. He eats everything. Strawback, strawback. Yeah, yeah, no. No, you can say that to me. You can't say that to Dad. He was saying it to you. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So you told Mate that he cannot say stupid to Nasir. Correct. So Mate turns to Nasir and says, clever? Yes, yes, very much so. I give him a treat. Gotta got teach him slowly. Yeah, he's actually, he can tie a couple knots. So oh. He's, he's making good progress. And so Nasir, like, turns to, to Mate and, and is, is like, come into the well, house. Well, now, my bird, come what do you know how to tie? <laughs> come into the house. Let's uh, see what you can do. <laughs> like, Nasir's very happy to see you. And there's yeah. a... There's the wall display with all the different, like, knot types on it, and he's like, oh, which ones did you teach him, my boy? <laughs> well, I thought, you know, the, the eagle's claw might be a good place to start, but, yeah, it's pretty advanced. Uh, well, let's, let's see what he can do. You can make, you're going to make a coordination check, if you like, yes. or if you want me to make a survival check. To... No, make a coordination check for me. Okay. You've worked with him on the knots. It's been established. and This is a, a challenging knot, non-trivial. 
Is this just the Fisher's knot, the first one that you taught? Yeah, but he is. Bur- he doesn't really have thumbs. Like <laughs> Give him a black tie because he doesn't have thumbs. He's got a talon on the opposite side, though. He's got a back talon. Yeah. And he's got a beak that he's having to use. That's true. Wow. Very impressive. Two successes. He both ties and unties the knot under your dad's oh. watchful eye. <laughs> That's right. He cleans up after himself sometimes, too. Oh, oh, and I got... Chick pulls out the, the scrap of, of wood he got. Yeah, the branch of mulga wood. Yeah. Uh, I got this. I thought it might be good to make a new dowsing rod out of it, since I had to trade away my old one. I, I thought you said you were you were done with the dowsing life. Well, yes, but it's a good thing to have. You never know when you're going to need it, right? Right tools for the right job. Exactly. And sometimes the right tool is an extremely valuable dowsing rod. You're always saying it could save an elf's life. Well, it could save a lot of lives. Just in uh, ways you never thought you knew before. So I thought I'd make that. I don't think Trick has any other... Oh, I guess he'll show him, like, oh, and... Sorry, I meant Mom. Mom made... Long story, but uh, she did give me this. So he pulls out the new bow. It's different. I don't know. So I'm trying to figure that out. But, yeah, I don't know. I got all these little tassels I've been handing out. So I'm going to have to give a full report to Beowin on all the places he stayed. There's a lot of work that goes into scouting, it turns out. <laughs> it's like any other job, my boy. A lot of work goes into work. It does. It really does. So, um, you had a, a, a good meeting with Maeve? I mean, she's, uh, she's a piece of work. I don't know how well you knew her. She's, uh, really driven. Not as well as we originally yeah. thought. <laughs> Nasir knows that. Oh, turns out she's captain of the guard there in the South Tower. Uh, and uh, uh, I have a sister. Met her. She's just she was like twenty five or something. Um, in her twenties. She was in her twenties. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely younger than you. Yeah, she's like a knight in Wisnoth. You know, she's a very nice person. Also uh, somewhat driven, but you know, very nice, very upstanding. So it's you know, it was good to meet more people. You know, it's a uh, it's a very different place. And, you know, there was interesting things there. Uh, you know, I'll probably go back, but um, this is definitely home. That warms his heart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also true. So, yeah, I'm hoping to do some fishing. Maybe that'll be good. Work on this dowsing rod. You think you'll be back home for a while? Or uh, yeah. it'll depend on talking with Beowin? Well, yeah, it'll, I'm sure it'll depend on some stuff. I'm, I'm probably overdue to, like, participate in a patrol, things like that. There is uh, one of the fellows we met when Hep and I went out last time. He said he might be visiting the forest this summer, so I should arrange to be around to make introductions and things like that. He's, he's a little odd fellow, so I thought it would be good to be there to make sure to smooth things over. Puts people off sometimes. It's good that you're making friends and uh, finding your place. Yeah. A uh, trick is... He does not bring up Anador to Nasir at this point. Nasir has gone through too much crap already. <laughs> he doesn't know if you that you know either at this point. Yeah, I feel like he must know because if I talk to Maeve, uh, but Trick does not like bring it up. He's like, he just got home. Uh, did I? Oh, did the, the water start to improve? I ran into one of the doors. They said that they brought uh, a group of folks. Yeah, so he tells there. you that you know he delivered your report and the council had agreed to send a, a contingent over and um, they met with Lord Knutin and they like discussed the issue and the elves were going to be providing material for barrels and crates and Ooh, stuff like good. that to help them transition their mining further east. So that all worked out according to your crazily concocted plans. Yeah. That's not Nasir's words, those are mine. Right. Well, I mean, sure, it seems a little weird for elves to be giving mining advice to dwarves, but, you know, I took archery advice from a human last week, so it's a weird time. All right. All right, Teba, you hand over the package. Daddy! (laughs) (laughs) And I give him a big hug. So he gives you a hug. He's so happy to see you back again. And he tells you that, you know, he sent various letters out for some of the topics that you and he had discussed in your previous research. He hasn't gotten a whole lot of feedback back because, you know, like they have to go with the scouts, you know, if scouts are going in the right direction or not. And it can take a while for letters to to reach, you know, elvish ponies are fast, but but it takes time to to get messages around. So how are you? How are you doing? Uh, You found something? We found a staff. I'm pretty sure 
it's a necromancer's sort of staff. That will be most interesting to study, yes, yes. Trick has it, he'll bring it in the morning. Oh, excellent, excellent. You and he are having a good time uh, working together out in the field? Yes, we went to, I guess she just kind of relays. So she tells him about the Wozes and what they said about the Dapper Ink Cap. She talks to him about that. You had not, like, talked to him in detail about Dapper Ink Cap in the past. You had yeah. talked with Fenomen about it and yeah. you had done some research on mushrooms. So he, he's kind of just like, he's listening to you happily as you talk about things you're interested in. But yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't really mean much to him. So that was his and Ham. And then the, the teeth and the hair, she will tell him about that. Did he know about that? <laughs> he admits to not really paying much attention to humans in like the grand scheme of things. Well, she's, I think at this point, she's actually going to pull out the map oh, and okay, show yeah, him yeah. like as she's going because she's going to, she would like to make a copy for his library. Now, does your map contain notes about Alric being handsome and charming on it? The way that the map that you gave to Alric <laughs> does? <laughs> I mean, it could. I think she would just put that on there because that was probably partially what she was starting to write for herself. So. I'm thinking all that stuff kind of went on there. Uh, whether or not he can pick that out right away, but yeah. Just assume the whole thing looks a lot like that. But she hasn't gotten to the South Tower part yet. <laughs> but yes, we can just say that that's on there. So she pulls out and she's just showing like different things. Of course, things she finds interesting of that. And she'll tell him about the, the farmer and the arthritis and that, because that was an interesting thing to her. And then um, the festival. She will probably gloss over stuff that was more dangerous for her because she doesn't want to want him to be afraid. So she'll just be like, we helped with this, but she's not going to go into details with that. She'll probably also skip over the date and maybe won't even mention that Alric's like somebody she's interested in like that. So she'll just probably mention him as, oh yeah, you can keep her friend sort of thing, but she'll probably gloss over that with... Okay, and the package from Lady Sabine? Yes, and so she's going to... I'm trying to think if she is more likely to do it based on geography or if she's just gonna like popcorn style I kind of feel like popcorn style is more her style so at some point she's gonna be like oh and then there's this package from lady sabine oh we met her blah 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 you know trick's mother and pulls it out and she sent something oh, and he's got this letter addressed to him yeah which he will take a, a gander at tomorrow and also this ring so i pull out the ruby ring this is a long story but um i came by this it's just an artifact. It looks like it's a room, so she'll t talk about what she's found with it. I think she just kind of hands over whatever magical He artifact. asks you whether it has any connection to necromancy as far as you know? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a ring for magic users. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I could take it back. It doesn't have to He's got a pile of rings for magic users. <laughs> yeah, and then I have one I'm holding for a friend who's going to come visit, and she'll tell him what she thinks it does, but um, that's... Is this the friend with the staff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, Captain. So, yes. So, she says, yes, he's going to come visit. And he'll she... be bringing the staff with <laughs> Yeah, but wait till he sees the staff we brought. Yes, but that staff seems different from the one we found. The one we found, she tells him. Now she jumps into what happened with, like, the purple and purple stuff. Light, like, yeah. that one seemed a little bit more... She never actually tried the full staff. Nope. The other one. So she'll say yes, and he'll, I'm sure he'll be happy to talk about it. And ah, then, well, that will definitely help with my researches. Yes. But the one Trick has, that one seems a little different to me. But I didn't really get a good look at it. I think he's afraid that I'm going to turn to the dark side. Well, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Elves can't do necromancy. <laughs> right. And, and he's only half human, so... What could go wrong? Yeah, she doesn't, She just, they just laugh. She doesn't say that, but she's just like, yeah, so I think he's afraid for me to carry it and what I might do with it. Okay. So yeah, so she gives him the ring and the package and kind of just talks like as much as he will listen about all of the adventures. He definitely, he definitely lets her like run, run off at the mouth for a long time. Like he's <laughs> happy to have her back and you know, like you, you have a bond with your father and yeah. So, and then I'll, I guess Hepa will try to think of if there's things she knows that her father is interested in from the way they talk. So she might add things besides what she's interested in, things he might be interested in. Especially like the Lady Sabine, which seems like she's very interested in jewelry, it seemed like, across the board. But she may be, she is a uh, red mage, she says, because she's not sure if he knows. And then, <laughs> excuse me, an arch mage. Yeah, <laughs> she says red mage. And also she tells him about the amulet, because that seems like an interesting artifact, too. 
and what she knows about that. And you've also rambled at him about spending some time with Raisa. Yeah, magic. oh, I'm sure, yes. If, if he's going to listen, she'll be like, and then the, it does light. Do you know anything about human magic? And then so she will try to engage him in magical theory a bit. Yeah, um, and this would be where he, like, once again states his opinion that human magic is so strange and, like, convoluted and... They just don't have the connection to, like, the world and nature the way that elves do. And, you know, they, they probably just make do as best they can. And it makes light. I don't know where the light's coming from when they do the healing, you know. So the light's she'll... coming from outside because it's dawn by the time you finish <laughs> your conversation. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she can kind of continue over the next couple days as she thinks this stuff. Because she may... I think she would want to talk about kind of what the Wozes talked about, what things we connected and tried to... Because she's still interested in the magic theory. So she now she wants to dig into that. And if he knows anything, if not, she will probably at some point. He has some knowledge of magic, but like certainly talking to a druid or a sorceress would be more... Oh, like mother? No, maybe Lala. If only you had a <laughs> sorceress in this house. <laughs> or two. Yeah, I mean, he's not shoving you off onto them, but, yeah. but he's just kind of like... Oh, like that that's interesting but like he's not interested in magic outside of elvish magic right except for necromancy what are you talking about that's that's impossible well it's it's out strictly outside elvish magic i mean i'm sure she'll continue conversation while she's back and especially the next couple days but okay. she will basically give him the whirlwind of everything and she will talk about the stuff that they found because she's pretty sure that's exactly what he's looking for and the skeleton fight. She will talk about that even though it's dangerous, but he's interested in that. And So how how do you describe like how you guys defeated the skeletons? Probably as quickly as possible. I think what she will focus on is that... What did she do? She did something with brambles and Trick did something and we defeated them, but... You tried to use the runes to attack. And that causes a bit of a rock slide. Oh, yeah, yeah. She'll talk about how the magic seemed like it was odd in there because she damages the ring, she's pretty sure, using it. But she will describe as much detail as she can remember what happened when Ulf swung the staff and there was the purple. And, the, the purple that, and that's why she thinks it has to do with the necromancy. Was that the similar feeling to when she tried to activate the other rod that her father had? It's hard for her to know that. Okay. Just because... You only did that one time, and that was like a month ago, and yeah, it didn't feel that great, but to be able to ascertain, like, this not great feeling and that not great feeling are the same, you don't know that. I didn't know if it was like being shocked by electricity, where you remember the feeling as a very specific feel. Well, let me put it this way. If you were to try to do that again with his broken rod, that would be a way to know, did these things feel the same? Right, right. But you can't do it based off of memory. Okay. If that's something you want to try, you can try it. Maybe not tonight, because, you know, <laughs> Daddy's right there, but... And I think that she might be to the point where it might be a good idea be- for her to talk to her father before trying to activate these things. I think she's learned enough. Okay. All right, Trick. Yep. In the morning. Ugh, sleep in for the first time in a while. Maybe sleep pecking at him a little bit. All right, all right. The bagpipes. Uh, because Nate knows that's an annoying sound to you. That's true. It's a way to wake up. All right, all right, all right. Oh. All right. I think Trick's first priority is I need to go report to Fenowin. To Beowin? Beowin. I mean, I should probably talk to Fenowin at some point, too, because I got this bird on my shoulder. Right, and she's got nests in her hair. Yeah. She's, like, just our nature expert. Talk to Beowin. Who's, I'm sure, caring for her pony, because that pony requires so much care. Get a horse that takes care of or get an animal that takes care of itself. Her pony is gorgeous, we've previously established. Fine, rippling muscles, pristine coat, gets excessively brushed down. Yep. What are you doing with the staff? Do you keep it on your person? I keep it in, in the backpack. Okay. It doesn't really fit in the back. <laughs> I keep it across my back. Okay. Is it, like, underneath a backpack? Yeah, so it's directly touching my leathered back. Yes, and then I go talk to Beowin while this creepy stone is on one side and this spooky bird is on the other side. All right, so you go to see Beowin. She greets you very professionally. Good to see you back in town, Trick Manu. Yeah, it's, you know, it's great to be back. I had a good adventure, sojourn. 
however you would call it. Do you require a fresh roll of ribbons? Uh, how far afield did you get? Probably would be good to restock. I did find a number of safe places this day. Sort of like I tell her about, oh, uh, this is uh, Nasir's hideaway. Oh, that's right, the little here. Uh, I give her an update on the status of what was his and him. Okay, that's uh, good. So I'll, like, I'll inform her, like we talked to Woes is there. I don't know if that's something we need to note down. Oh man, dug so much dirt there. So much digging. And I tell her about a safe, the party glass where we stayed in South Tower was a safe place to stay for elves oh, okay. uh, as well, if you need to go to town. Not that other places are unsafe. Uh, and I talked with the captain of the guard there as well. I think at this point, Trick is probably bragging a little bit as though, you know, no, I'm an important emissary okay. person. So you want to make a charm check? Yeah, I think so. What is her cool? A red and two purples. Okay. Successful despair. Okay. You have talked with her. You've described the activities you were up to. These are all good scouty things. And she tells you, like, this is all great to hear. Like, it sounds like you had a really good time in terms of not, it sounds like you had fun, but it sounds like you accomplished a lot. Yeah. However, you have a despair here. Now, is despair related to this creepy staff I'm carrying? Oh, is that what you would prefer? I, that's, I throw that out there as an option. Okay. I'm carrying a creepy staff. Bad things can happen at any right. moment. Right. I was going to say that the despair was related to the irregularities in your scout training. Ooh. And that you were going to need to spend some time flushing out certain aspects of your skill set and that Renwick was going to be taking you uh, under his wing, as it were. Ooh. Dude. Dude, bro. Uh, now let's go for the, the creepy shard. <laughs> let's have some creepy necromantic thing happen. Or if you want Trick to make another, like, a fresh discipline check. Let's do both. Okay. So you have received this news that is displeasing to you. Yeah. Oh. Have to be displeased. Wait, mate's over here. Who's talking to me? <laughs> right? Like, it doesn't have to go this way. She's not the boss of you. Yes. So it's not, there are not words whispering to you. Right. But it is more a sense of this kind of feeling of you have so much potential power at your fingertips. She's got no place telling you that you need to train under. A fool such as Renwick? Especially. Like, if it was under her, maybe. Renwick. So, please make a discipline check. How this discipline check is, is not being upgraded. Okay. Because we're using that despair to cause things. It is just three purples. Okay. That is success with one threat. You feel that way. You don't have advantages on this, so you don't, like... I don't realize something is... You don't connect. Yeah. Right? Having to take some, some strain just because it is... Right. But you recognize, like, oh, that's kind of a selfish way to think, or, you know, like, yeah. not appropriate. Well, maybe maybe I can show Renwick up. Maybe you can teach Renwick a thing or two. Yeah, you know, he doesn't know how to shoot arrows. Because I have a special bow. All right, let's show you some archery. Let me show you some archery. You better practice your thumb draw, then. Yeah. I'll get around to that. Okay. And he will ask... This bird is now, I guess, in my care. Official member of yeah. uh, our clan. I talked to the, a human fellow. He's a sharp, good good guy. Uh, but he only takes care of falcons. Is there anything different, you think, since he's like a magpie? He's not really a forest bird either. I don't know if anyone keeps a hawk or a raven around. Yeah, she definitely doesn't know things very much to help you about magpies, because they are not forest birds. Are you interested in just like care and upkeep or like, training or what? Yeah, probably training is probably the best question to pose to Balin. Okay. Since, like, she's got a very tight bond to her, her pony, I'm sure. Yeah, primarily the scouting people work with ponies. They can carry you a little further than small birds can. Well, he's working on it. She makes the joke. <laughs> on the other hand, if I give him something, I guess he could fly faster than a pony, even. It's true. He would not have to deal with the terrain. Yeah. She will refer you to Fenwin, I okay. believe. All right, but yeah, I'll, I'll find Renwick at some point. <laughs> You're not going to be there alone. Endophilus is also being sent for some remedial training. Endophilus was the one assigned to like guard duty of Glimmer when he brought oh, Glimmer okay. in and was found asleep at the job. Well, pardon me, we can play some bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> that probably makes Balin as a questioning look. And sees what. All right. I forgot to ask about Anador. You did. 
that maybe that's is that what you thing. do over breakfast the next day? Yes, because now I'm like, oh no, I forgot about that. Okay. Is it just her and daddy eating, or is it other? Uh, breakfast is uh, everybody. Everybody. Family affair. Now, Hepa does not know there's anything contentious about this. Would she think there might be? She has never heard of this person before in her life. But she is ignorant. That is true. And curious. A little bit nice. Yeah, so I think she will say, Oh, I forgot. Trick Manu met his mother. You have brother, Daddy? Uncle Anador? It's <laughs> like so quiet. Just the sound of utensils hitting plates. I don't know. Maybe Penna is just like, we won't talk about such things. So you say, oh, you have a brother, Uncle Anador? And yes, there's like the sound of like silverware clattering kind of. Like somebody dropped it or they're just, or that's like, all you hear. It gets so quiet. All you hear is silverware. Definitely your mother has just like dropped her utensil. Oh. And. Camellia's probably does not have an idea of what's going on. Maybe she just reads the room. Lala is older than you are, mm-hmm. so she will remember things that you are too young to remember. Oh, right, right. Forget about the age difference. Um, Lala actually stands up and she says, Father, I have um, some books that I needed to show you that we recently got. And she, like, rushes Thrandalil out of the room. Okay. And you are left with your mother. Which is weird because that's not, like, Lala at all, is it? Because that sounds more like Hepa. Be like, oh, I forgot there was a thing. But Yeah, it's like forced cheerfulness on her part. She has a relationship with your dad and she like shares things with him. But that was definitely a, like a forced kind of... And spontaneous. Okay. Like Lala doesn't do things like... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's very out of character for her. Yes. But she kind of like gets your father out of there in like a whirlwind. Okay. So you're left with your mother... Yeah, but also very confused because she does not have a clue what just happened or if anything. Like, maybe she puts a little bit of stuff together, but she's still not. I think she might just look questioningly at her mother. I mean, she's so curious, but I don't think she's so terribly afraid of her mother that she wouldn't be like, mother? (laughs) Yes. She may, you know what? She may brace herself in case she did something wrong. She doesn't know if the trigger was Anador or Maeve. Right. So she doesn't actually even know... I mean, you could kind of guess, but she doesn't know for sure. Right. So what Penna says to you is, you cannot mention that name around your father. Which name? His brother's name. Why? We have worked very hard on your father, and you could undo everything if you poke at this. He's in a good space right now. This is not a good topic for him. That is so uninformative. <laughs> yeah, it's so mysterious. Well, and then she said the name, so it's Hepa. What do you mean? <laughs> <sighs> There's not enough information for me to even figure out what kind of questions Hepa would ask. So she'll just be like, what do you mean, mother? Forgetting about how she's afraid of her mother now. Right now it's just mysterious. Like working on father, what? What does that even mean? She says... If you had stuck with your studies, you would have more context for understanding these things. But as you have neither proceeded down the sorceress or the druid track, there are aspects to this which you cannot comprehend at your current level of ignorance. Okay, that was in trouble now. Uh, yes, mother. <laughs> no, I have a map for it. <laughs> <laughs> so was that a, you are admitting defeat? That is a, I guess, agreement that she hasn't enough, but I don't think she's defeated yet. She doesn't even know what she doesn't know, but I think she's still curious, so I'll let me think of a way to ask. You could perhaps use some sort of social skill. I mean, would Hepa ask if it's like an actual like medical problem? Would that cross her mind? Like, I don't know, would you I don't know, draw some analog between like your father and Sir Martinek somehow? No, the thing is is she doesn't know at all like what any yeah. of it means. I think she might just be like, Well, I guess we can see what she says. Maybe she tries charm, so she'll start with Yes, but can you please explain it to me as sort of the thing. Can you try? Like, yeah. I apologize, I didn't understand. Like, I just want can to help me understand. Just so give I... me a direction of what is the nature of any of this. So basically what she's going to do is, is just like concede her mother's point, but try to get her to continue to ex- try explaining it anyway. Or maybe she'll say, so it's a magical problem? Because that's the thing is like, she's just not like, 
there is not enough information for me to even get the context of what we've worked on him means. I'm just going to tell you, Will, when you finish your first semester of either Druid or Sorceress School, then you, we can talk. <laughs> so I guess is that a charm? Yes, you can do a charm and you can use your polite upbringing if you yeah. are trying to be like a well-behaved and duteous. I think we know that Hefka's going to do that. It's going to be red, purple, purple. Do I get any black dye for the topic? Yes. Um, I will use a story point. Go for it. Because I really want to know something. Um, she fails. With an advantage because of the pepper print. Yes, <laughs> you! Because at least I'm polite. Okay, so what is the approach that you take your, to your question here? Like, you ask her to still try to explain it to you, even though... She'll concede that she, I guess she should have studied more. Maybe that's what doesn't succeed, because she's not genuine in that, because she, <laughs> she has no idea how that would help her here. I think maybe she's just like, maybe you could just give me the general just, you know, like, I'm trying to think of how Hepa would say it in a polite way. I'm so impolite and direct, apparently. <laughs> could you help me understand? Yeah. Just make sure I don't screw up. Yeah. All right. But you have failed this check. This conversation is ending at this point. Right. And Penna tells you, we will not discuss this under this roof. And she kind of, you know, slams her spoon down or whatever. Not like slams. She just, and she's she gets not, up like she's done eating. Yes. She doesn't say that in like furious anger, but she like, she pushes away from the table and she leaves the room. So now you're there and there's like a bunch of plates of breakfast. <laughs> More for you. I guess the servants come in. I should ask the servants. Maybe I'll ask Fenwin. So that's how your awkward morning goes. Yeah, so I guess I'll just finish eating my breakfast. In awkward, well, not awkward, because nobody else is here. So just so she's just going to be confused, I think. Because she's just like, what does that even mean? Okay. Cameron zooms out. Does that mean they're going to kind of block off her access to her father? For all they know, she could ask him when they're alone. That is not a question that I can answer. Okay. That's up to Hepa to try to get to her dad. Oh, I didn't mean right now, just in general. Because she will at some point, because she's got... He's got an artifact <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, so she finishes her breakfast. Okay. Check my new. Yep. See, continuing to avoid, uh, you know, bringing the staff to where he said it was supposed to go. Don't worry. Hepa will come find you. Because yeah. now she has information about your father. That's not information. Oh, perfect. That's the best kind of information. Because then you can make anything you want by she wants to tell Trick, for sure. Don't really want to find Renwick right now, so... Fenowen is next. Uh, okay. Work my way down. Fenowen, Breda... Trick is very good at procrastinating, so... Okay. Kind of spaced out. Yeah, so she's at, at a glade, and you take a little while to examine all of the bushes till you find one that... Is her. And, you know, she's got the moss in her hair, and she's dressed in green, and... I ask her how she's doing as the, the blossom completes this season. To borrow some of the human language, but also I feel like, yeah, it's probably how she thinks. I don't understand what you just said. Instead of just like, oh, how are you doing this spring? Oh. I use a different word instead of spring. Oh, that this, sounds more... this blossoming season? Yes. Okay. If you'd like me to make a charm check, I can attempt that. Let's make a charm check to cover your interaction with Fenwin here. All right. What is her cool? She's easily charmed, right? Or she's just so spaced out. Fenowen does not have a lot of presence, nor does she have much cool. She's two purples. Okay. Success with two advantages. So, Fenowen tells you that this most refreshing time of year is indeed uh, a time of, of new opportunities and uh, that she has been conducting some interesting work. I think this is news to trick that she does work in some... <laughs> Some traditional sense. <laughs> She's a druid. But as far as trick you understand, she dances in the glade all day. <laughs> She's the most druidy of druids. That is true. I ask her. She's very one with nature. She hopes to be such one day. Does she actually host any birds or animals on her person? Sometimes, as the occasion. Is there a nest in her hair right now? Would you like me to make a perception check? <laughs> or a survival check, as appropriate. You can make a survival check to evaluate her hair, sure. That's more challenging, I feel like. Everything is very well disguised. One advantage. Okay. You cannot tell. You are curious as to whether that is going on right now. Yeah. 
she tells you, no, springtime is a is a bad time to have creatures about her person because most of them, this is their mating season, like, ah, they need stable environments. And she, like, leads you over to, like, one little bush where there's a little hummingbird nest. Hmm. She tells you that, well, at other times of year, like, birds may roost around her. An elf is not a sturdy platform for raising the young of another species. Okay, that... That's a good question then. If I were wanted to build like a nest in a backpack for a, a bird this size, say, I understand this is not a forest dwelling animal. Do you have any tips on what resources I should give him to put in there? The bird itself should be the one constructing a roost. Yeah, don't try to pawn this work off on me. But you could help make favorable materials available. That would be like twigs, vines, she lists a variety oh, oh of no. mundane items, things that are flexible and can be woven together. Ah, um, so okay. She's lists, good at tying knots, so that'll be good. Yeah, so she lists the types of things that essentially you could help mate gather. All right, that's a good task. And that you could create a box-type structure and then leave it to mate to like actually make the, the comfortable seat inside. Hang up his own posters. <laughs> you can put whatever you want in there. I'm not going to look. It's your place. So that's her advice on that front. Okay. She asks about news of the outer world. Since this magpie clearly is not of the forest, you must have been yes. somewhere to make acquaintance with it. Uh, I will tell her, like, oh, I met him in the, the, the human city, the South Tower. Maybe you knew it as South, South Outpost, or maybe you didn't know it at all. Uh, but you're probably not interested in that. You probably are interested in in the southern edge of the forest. There's a group of wozes. Trying to slowly rebuild the forest. Uh, do you know Rumble Dumbledore? Uh, she has not seen Rumble Dumbledore in years. He's doing well. He's raising a couple saplings now. She asks if everything is at peace in the outer world. She ponders that for a moment. I, I think peace, but uh, there's always some activity. Is any of it coming towards the forest? That's an interesting question. As far as the trick knows? No, none of it is. There might be some scuffle among the humans, some internal struggle. And I don't know if you heard about the issue with the water and the dwarves, but I think that's mostly taken care of. Uh, I mean, if we ran into a few undead here and there, but who doesn't? At the forest edge? No, beyond the forest. Okay. And underground. Or in the foul fen. All right, that is... It's still pretty foul. That is good news to hear. She's been working on some defenses for the forest, but she's glad to hear the... What kind of, are like, I know, like, you're probably really good at brambles. Oh, brambles, brambles would only help against foes like you or I. There's larger, like, metaphysical threats. Like the one you're carrying on your back, but... (laughs) (laughs) And then she asks, what is this item? I think Trick will make a, a cool check as though this is like in a front of like, what, what, I can't be carrying this? Since it's safe. This thing is this thing. Okay. Oh yeah, because I forget how creepy they look too. Yeah. It is just sticking out the side. And this one is a skull with tusks, we said. It's a matter of like, you shifted and like whatever was sticking up at your backpack that was shielding it from view has moved. And so yes, now she's asking about it. Yeah, so Trick will make a cool check on this will succeed with one advantage. So he's slightly affronted, but... Oh, that's, uh, yes. So, undead fighting underground. They were standing over this creepy thing. And supposed to give it to Uncle Thran, but I don't know. I'm thinking maybe we just... Maybe no one should have it. You want to make a vigilance check here? Sure. This is going to be a vigilance against... Her cool, and she's not very cool. So okay. it's two purples. Would you like to upgrade? Where's <laughs> yes. the creepiest to her? She's very easily freaked out, as far as I can tell. <laughs> that is a success with one threat. Okay, so you have time to react here. She is doing something quite quickly that she yeah. was trying to catch you unawares, but you succeeded this, so you can act in a way. As she has very quickly pulled something out of her dress. And Out of her hair, for all I know. <laughs> she is essentially flinging a powder into your face. Uh, but you are allowed to react. Yeah, Trick will definitely try to dodge that. Okay, so you can make a coordination check. Oh boy. I mean, I have coordination, but how difficult is this? This is being treated as essentially like a melee attack, so two verbals. Okay. 
Failure with an advantage. Okay. She gets me a little bit. You get hit in the face by this powdery stuff. You may make a resilience check of one purple. Do I get a blue die from that advantage? Uh, So I didn't get the full dose? if you want. I fail with four advantages. Okay. Am I knocked out? No, you're not knocked out. You have a sneezing fit as a powder was just thrown in your face. All right. You have four advantages. You may always choose ideas for advantages. Right. But one thing I will tell you is that you are not reacting to the the powder in the way she expected you to. Interesting. And so she's not like following this up with like another attack or whatever. Right, right. So so I would propose two advantages are consumed by her apologizing. I know, that's fair. <laughs> You're uh, you know what? I have some strain I could just recover too. Okay. From a few various threats. <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Moss below. And she tells you that it was uh, just a precaution to... Uh, Against what? To make sure you would not run into contact with any substances that are potentially lethal to elf kind. Oh, like what? Like a dapper ink cap or something? Exactly. Oh, couldn't you just ask? <laughs> oh, jeez. She apologizes, but you were acting a little... Oh. Acting a little off. And as the only non fully elven person here, you could have been serving as a vessel. I feel like that should probably deserve another discipline check or something. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that's uh, not often brought up. Or you want her to be making a charm check against you to like say like... No, because I feel like this is the, this is something about the staff that normally a trick doesn't... Okay. It slides off him, he doesn't really care. That is true. So I feel like this is a staff based. Okay. Like, see, they don't even accept you. Okay. I have many successes and four threats. Fine, it's fine, it's fine. You know, I just got, uh, I got a lot of things I gotta, gotta take care of. So maybe that Fenwin thinks like, is there something up with him? Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, it's not what she was necessarily like just testing you for. Yeah. But now she's concerned and she's gonna ask around. <sighs> Do some work with Renwick. Such a cool. <laughs> oh, meander out. We're those pesky kids. Yeah. To her, <laughs> you like a necromancer staff. I'm asking about Dapper Incap. All kinds of trouble. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westmouth video game, and played using Edge Studio's Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westmouth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West. Licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westmouth project. Visit them at westmouth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you The only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.